When wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy. The judges are drunk. The verdicts are random. So random. This is True Crimes Against Wine. I'm going to say true because that seems like some white people nonsense that we absolutely would have tried to pull back in the 90s. Hello, and welcome to another episode of True Crimes Against Wine. I'm Topher. I'm Judge Rachel. <laughs> Rachel is very judgy. And I am. Thank she's going to be dishing out all of the hot goss. Yes, I am. And Topher is going to be taking us through another tour of the vineyards today. Yeah. I'm really excited about today Me because too. this is something I've been wanting to do for a while. Ooh. But also, I'm excited because we've got some cool stories to share about the wine. Ooh. And we are, for the first time, Thanks to your wonderful late grandmother. Yes. Drinking out of real, what kind of crystal is it? Waterford. Waterford. Mm. So what's fun about that is that Waterford crystal is what creates the perfect friction for when you're swirling <gasps> your wine. For real? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. So that's, it It kind of helps decant and open it up as you're, yeah. Oh, Regular cool. glassware doesn't do that, but there's something really special about Waterford So crystal. this is better than my Target wine glasses? This is better than your Target, surprisingly. Hmm, you would have thought. Surprisingly, so much better than your Ikea wine glasses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's open this let's up. Let's open it, I'm very excited. So okay. this is just gonna be a red blend. Mm. Good job. We got it for, this is a, a little bit on the higher end of what we normally get. It was about $35. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to taste it. Me too. So are you gonna tell us about red blends? What goes into that? Well, so this one doesn't actually say, I've, I looked it up and it didn't tell me okay. what the specific blend is. How convenient because, for you. <laughs> because it comes out of California, I'm going to assume that it's kind of the usual suspects, probably Cab Merlot and maybe some Syrah as okay. well. But it's in California especially, mm. it's very dealer's choice when it comes to the varietals that you're allowed to put in mm-hmm. and the ratios that you do it. So okay. they give a lot of creative leeway okay. to the winemakers. Perfect. Very excited. Me too. I will say one of the downsides to these glasses is that they look a little smaller. They are a little bit smaller. We'll just have to refill more often. Okay. <laughs> but they're very beautiful. They are. We'll have a dog here sometime. <laughs> Listen, we're we're dog people. We are dog What are you gonna people. do? All right. So I will say it's hard to tell the color because we're these are it's stained glass. glass. Yeah. yeah. Mine's Red and yours is purple. Oh, look, I have a little dog here floating inside mine. That's a garnish. <laughs> you just licked it off. Oh I my licked God. the wine off my fingers and I wiped the hair on my shirt. Excuse me. I thought you were like sucking the wine off of the dog hair. And I was no. like, be like, well, this is the point where we take you to the Betty Ford Center. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Let's smell this. That was Ooh, beautiful. Oh, I love that. Mm, it smells very plush. Mm-hmm. What are you getting? Maybe some plum. Plum for sure. Maybe like red currant. Ooh. A little sip? bit of earthiness. Mm-hmm. You give me one more descriptor and then you can sip. Red. Rachel, <laughs> I will take it away from you. You can't do that. You're in my home. <laughs> <laughs> there is, are laws against This is our studio. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind when uh, my mortgage payment <laughs> comes. <laughs> Just charge it to the podcast. Okay. 
Fact checker, you've got that covered, right? You're handling finance. He said A plus. Yep. <laughs> no, okay. you give me one more. I told no, you. It doesn't smell like red, Rachel. You don't know what I smell in my nose. <laughs> give me one more. Okay. Honestly, I'm out. I'm out of descriptors. <laughs> you give me one. Mushroom. Oh, interesting. It does have like a bit of like a moist smell to it. This is definitely a wet wine. Yes, I was going to say. This is not an arid wine whatsoever. There are things called dry when it comes to wine. Yes, which means not sweet. So we can use wet then as the opposite of dry. All right, we're going to sip now. Okay, good. Mmm. Ooh. Oh, I'm getting cherry. Yeah. There's a nice tartness on the back end. Mm-hmm. And I'm really like salivating a lot. Like it's yeah, it juicy. Does, it does activate like your salve, salve, salvatory. Saliva glands? Yes, saliva glands. <laughs> like what are you trying to say right now? Your salvation glands? Yep. Mm -hmm. It's a very juicy wine. Like even the mouthfeel mm. just kind of I told of, you like, it was wet. You were right. Thank you. You were right. It is wet. I'll give you that. Once again, Cheers Rachel. me with these beautiful glasses. Look, hear that sound. It's lovely. I know. It's like a fairy laughing. <laughs> so... This is mm -hmm. Black Girl Magic from the Love McBride it. Sisters. So first of all, okay. the McBride Sisters is a really cool story. Mm -hmm. They got real life parent trapped. <gasps> what? Yeah. So same dad, two different moms. Okay. One of them grew up in Monterey, California in mm -hmm. wine country, mm -hmm. just like Lindsay Lohan. Mm -hmm. And the other one grew up in Marlboro, New Zealand in wine country. Oh my God. Yeah. So he wasn't present really in either of their lives. Okay. Robin was the one that lived in Monterey. Okay. Andrea lived in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And Andrea's mother tragically passed when she mm -hmm. was young. And so she first went to go live with some relatives and then was kind of in foster care. Mm -hmm. But they never knew that the other existed. Okay. And then when their father died, one of his last wishes that he expressed was that they find each other. <gasps> and so... Andrea was, she was younger mm -hmm. than Robin. So she was the one who had had the most recent contact with her father, mm -hmm. but had no idea how to trace where Robin was or anything. Mm -hmm. So ended up having to get like a private detective to go through oh and find gosh. things. Yeah. And so I think it was when Andrea was 16 mm -hmm. that they found where Robin was. And so Andrea oh. flew out to California and Robin described it as being like this really surreal moment because she was walking through the airport mm -hmm. and she saw her reflection in a mirror at the end. And then as they got closer, she realized the hair was just slightly differently styled and like, Aww. yeah. And it was like a really tender thing. They became incredibly close and discovered that they both had a passion for wine and winemaking. And so now they are business partners together Aww. and produce this really lovely wine. And Black Girl Magic is a special project that they've done. Mm -hmm. And they've got several different iterations of it. There's mm -hmm. a, oh, Believe a Chardonnay? I might be wrong about that. Okay. It might be Pinot Grigio. But also a rosé, which mm -hmm. producer's wife has brought to my house several times, and it's delightful. Oh, nice. mm -hmm. But the Black Girl Magic label is a charity label mm -hmm. that goes towards helping young Black girls get scholarships and mm -hmm. anything from, like, academic to trade schools to mm -hmm. art schools, things like that, to help them pursue their dreams and thrive. That's and wonderful. it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's amazing to have... First of all, these two women winemakers. Yeah. It's becoming increasingly more common, but mm -hmm. for a while there, it was a completely male-dominated field. And yes. it's still yeah. obviously much majority male, yeah. but also to have two black women. Yeah. This is the largest black-owned wine label. 
Really? Yes. Okay. So that's really it's, cool. It's really special, and they source from both New Zealand and California for it to kind of tie into their roots. So that's, that's really great. Yeah. So, do we want to talk about how we're tying in yes. with the celebrity for this? Yeah. So our celebrity for today is Cynthia Erivo. I am obsessed with her. I know. She's fantastic. I was watching some of her concert videos this morning, Mm. her live performances. So the reason we're tying her in is not because she has a personal association with this wine, but because she is a fantastic black woman who is playing Elphaba. Yes. Who's magical in the upcoming film Wicked. Yeah. So like I said, I've really been wanting to do this wine for a while because I just think the the story behind the sisters is so cool. Is, the yeah. story behind the charity label mm-hmm. is important. And this is something I think as as a white person, it's yeah. really important to use my voice when I can to project yeah. these incredible black yeah. producers and Highlight creators. all the cool things that people are doing. Mm-hmm, yeah. Absolutely. But I wanted to do it in a way that when we tie in the celebrity isn't mm-hmm. arbitrary mm-hmm. or coming across as potentially even pandering. Yeah. And so when I found out about Cynthia Erivo being cast as Elphaba, yeah. it immediately just like clicked. And I was like, this is perfect because I've been wanting to talk about this wine. And I also have been wanting to talk about Cynthia for so long because she's so amazing. Yes. Yeah. She's so cool. Yeah. So this is a great opportunity yeah, for that. This is going to be a fun episode for me. Yeah. And I love the story behind that because I didn't know about their personal story the amazing things they're doing with their label and then all the good work that they're doing to you to elevate others. Yeah. I, awesome. I love... Ooh, yeah, there's fly. a little fruit wine here. <laughs> I love when I can share a wine with someone mm-hmm. where it has a story behind it. Yeah. That's really what got me interested in wine, as we've talked about before, mm-hmm. is being able to really get into the culture behind it, but also the personal stories yeah. are so much fun. And yeah. it can make a decent wine taste so much better and a good wine turn yeah. into a great wine. I was say, this wine is really and good this on wine its is own, really good on its own. So but doesn't it make you appreciate it, does, it more? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's the sort of thing, like, where if I'm going out to buy a bottle, I'm more mm-hmm. inclined to buy something where I know... The meaning behind mm-hmm. behind it. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So let me take a little sip and then we'll talk about Cynthia. Okay. All right. Mm, good wine. Yeah, I'm enjoying this. So what do you know about Cynthia Erivo? So I don't really actually know very much at all about her personal okay. life or anything. I know that she's British she or English. British, yes. British. The first time that I remember coming into... Content, coming into contact. First time I was aware. <laughs> first time I saw her in something. The first time I physically slammed my body against her. <laughs> right. There's a restraining order. <laughs> um, there was a Netflix special, like, mm-hmm. miniseries. I want to say it was called, like, Behind Her Eyes, where she ends up having an affair with this guy, but simultaneously gets befriended by his wife. Ooh. And it's kind of a thriller. Ooh. And she was so so good in it i immediately became obsessed and then it was so weird because right around that time a youtube video got suggested you Mm -hmm. know through the algorithms for me and it was of her at some awards show singing the song from the harriet tubman movie yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and i didn't realize that she could sing and was completely Mm -hmm. blown away yeah completely blown away and that's how i kind of learned okay she's been doing stuff for a long time and i just Mm -hmm. wasn't aware and lots of live shows in Broadway yeah, yeah. and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Lots of stage. It was one of those weird phenomenons. I'm sure you've experienced this before. I don't know what the name for it is, mm-hmm. but where you've never heard a word before yeah. or something like that. And then all of a sudden 
you're seeing it everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how it kind of happened with her, where as soon as I became a fan, all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, Netflix is suggesting this now and this. I wasn't yes. even aware that this was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, let's dive into her history. Okay. She was born on January 8th, 1987 in London. Oh my God, she's younger than me. Yeah. She's one of those people that I'm like, you could be 30 or you could be 50. Yeah. And you're going to look like that for She for looks forever. really good, but I think her features just look a little more mature. Yeah. Oh, I don't mean it as like a derogatory No, 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 thing. not in a bad way. No, I mean, like, like she she's doesn't like look... preserved in time. Right. Like she's gorgeous looking. Like Angela Bassett. Yeah. But there are some people who just, I don't know, for some reason have like older looking features to me. Like Diane Lane is one of those people. Yeah. She's always had like a mature woman. Even though like of... she's not old looking person. I don't know what, how to describe it exactly, but mm-hmm. Cynthia's kind of like reminds me of that. Yeah. Yeah. So she's in her early thirties, mid thirties, I guess at this point, 35. She's very That's gorgeous. what math works out to you, right? Fact checker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's agreeing. Okay. Her parents are Nigerian. She grew up in, in England and London. She went to a Catholic girls school and then she went to the That's- university of East London for music psychology. Oh, interesting. I know. Isn't that a cool degree? Is that like helping people through music, or like understanding how music affects the That's brain? That's how or is I it, interpreted that. Is maybe like music is it therapy? Like analyzing people be, by the music they listen to. <laughs> maybe who knows? <laughs> I'm just gonna judge you for your music. You're a sociopath. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so she quit that and then went to the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts hmm. to study acting. But obviously, she's been involved in music for a while. Yeah. Before that. I like that. So she's mm-hmm. she's very classically trained. Mm-hmm. She is for sure. Oh, my God. I would love to see her in a modern Shakespearean production where it's like takes place in modern times, but they still use the same language, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, she kind would... of like the Richard Third sort oh, of. Oh, yeah. yeah. She would crush it. She would be absolutely amazing. So she got her start on um, British TV with the series Chewing Gum. Which <laughs> not familiar. I think you would like it. Yeah. And a show called The Tunnel, which I've never heard of it sounds like a thriller though it could be who knows i love my british tv i know you do this is like 2011 and then she also was doing theater at the same time too her first big theater hit was the song i was looking at the ceiling and then i saw the sky what do you think that song's about i was looking at the ceiling and then i saw the sky and then i saw the sky I have no idea. Oh, fact checker saying tornado. That's a good guess. Oh, that is a good guess. I thought he was saying helicopter. Um, <laughs> you know, when helicopters crash through the roof of your home. Yeah. <laughs> um, fact checker's on the right path with us. It is a natural disaster. Oh, is it a tsunami? No, it's earthquake. Well, what earthquakes. Tsunamis are created by earthquakes. So I technically got it right. Celebratory sip for me. Okay, fine. <laughs> and then she started doing. Wait, so you said that that was a. From a theater? It was a theater hit. thing, yeah. It was a the- I think it's the name of the show and the big song from the show. Interesting. But I want to say it's like a one-act sort of thing. Okay. I'm not a theater person, despite my extensive experience in high school. I love theater. <laughs> I just don't get the chance to really experience a whole lot yeah, of it. that's fair. Her really big breakthrough role, though, was doing The Color Purple. Oh. Musical where she played Celie. Oh. Yeah. So that started in 2013. So how old was she in 2013? Like, Mid-20s? Early 20s? She was young. Yeah. She was really young. Was that here in America or still in London? Both. On both sides, yeah. So she originated that, I think, in England and then 
came over to the US or maybe vice versa. That's so interesting to me. I would love to sit down and have a discussion with yeah, that's already a, a bunch of English people, mm-hmm. both both black and white, mm-hmm. about the color purple because that's to me is such a specific American and American South experience. It is, yeah. And it's not something that I would have thought would be a big deal over in England. But the book, which was written by Alice Walker, I want to say 80 or oh, I forget the year. Late 70s or 80s, I want to say. I mean, it's a major, major book. Mm-hmm. So it's known worldwide. Yeah. And it was a little tie to Georgia. Do you know how? No. Alice Walker is from Georgia. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From Eatonton. Oh, yeah, I know where Which, Eatonton is. Yeah, we passed by when we went on our little corporate retreat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 82. Thank you, fact checker. Oh, Topher. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Drink your wine. Sip a shame, Topher. Rescinding that fact. Okay. <laughs> That's why we have a fact checker here. Yeah, so she was Celie in the color purple. In the film, do you know who played Celie? Whoopi Goldberg, right? Yes. Yeah. Also, fun fact about Cynthia Erivo, she was also in the stage adaptation of Sister Act, where she also played Whoopi Goldberg's um, characters. Oh, how fun. Yeah, Yeah, which is kind of cool, isn't it? I would absolutely watch that. Yeah, it'd be fun. So in 2015, The Color Purple came to Broadway, and she won a Tony for her role as Seeley. I cannot imagine that it was not well-deserved. Yeah. She's done a bunch of other roles in theater and film as well. So what are some of her other film roles? So Bad Times at the El Royale. I have not seen that, but have been wanting to. I've heard that was good. Widows. These were both in 2018. Widows was with uh, Liam Neeson. She plays a widow. Huh. (laughs) Who would have thought? So not someone with a living husband. No. Interesting. That is the definition of a widow is the husband is dead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then she teams up with Liam Neeson. It kind of turns into like a heist mm. at some point. And then Harriet, of course. Yes. 2019. And she wrote the song Stand Up. Oh, she, she wrote that. She wrote that song. And wow. she recorded it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, she's so talented. Yeah. She's it's been ridiculous. Doing a lot. I know. It's crazy. So let's have a little sip. Let's fill you up and let's cross-examine you. Okay. Wow. We're doing an early cross-examination. Uh-huh. Do you need a top off too? Why not? Why not? Why not? Okay. The purple goes really well with your black shirt, too. Thank you. You know I wear black, so I don't have noticeable stains. I know. I know. You're wearing a little black today, too. I am. Yeah, I'm. So I decided, as we all know, this is a visual medium. Yes. And so I always bring it. You do? So today I'm channeling my my inner uh, appreciation for my favorite black girl magic icon, Eartha Kitt. Oh, nice. So I've got a little bit of the the black latex little corset. Cat woman-y. Little catwoman-y. Yes. I've got my Yzma purple and red feather necklace yes. okay. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very kind of heavy gold and purple eyeshadow. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask if you're going for a little like modern alphabet kind of look. It could definitely cross over into okay. that as well. Because it's kind of witchy. Oh, man. I should have worn my um my green lipstick. You should have. Oh, that would have been perfect. All right. Podcast over. Go home. Get it. Missed opportunity. First, I fuck up. <laughs> what she was in you know what just fire you won't me. be forgiven just fire me okay fact checker there's an opening for a co-host if you're interested <laughs> <laughs> jokes on you fact checker doesn't like extemporaneous speech so is that true fact checker <laughs> yes okay <laughs> perfect so we're gonna do a little true false 
Okay. I, you know, I wore Your my- mood ring is changing. It's going crazy right now. It's like rapidly changing. <laughs> I must be very nervous about this cross-examination. I think your little mistake earlier got you flustered. I think it did. Okay. So we're going to do true-false. Okay. Okay. You know what? Fucking true-false. I know. So Cynthia released a contemporary country album in 2019. True or false? Man, you know, here's the thing about that is that she's so incredibly talented that if she wanted to, Mm -hmm. she could. And I bet it'd be really, really good. And I'm not even a country fan, but I would listen to it. Like, would you listen to it? Of course. She has a great voice. I'm going to say true. You're very wrong. Take Uh, a drink. But but she could. She could if she She wanted to. She did have an album that came out, which was like kind of a mix of like R&B, gospel, pop, like kind of her... Mix of those styles. Which I mean is like, yeah. that's what her voice is, I think, just naturally so well suited to. Yeah. Because she's got an incredible range. She she does. She can yeah. hit those high notes, but then she has such a rich, mm-hmm. like low alto yeah. tone. Ugh. Yeah. A great singer. I want to see her do duets with certain people. Do duets? Do duets. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see her sing a duet with Adele. I think their oh, voices would yeah. be really suited they to would, each other. They would go nicely. Mm-hmm. And they're both British. They're both British. Yeah. They both sound like this. You know, I don't what know does, if I've heard Cynthia's I was going like, to say, what is her like, actual <laughs> speaking We'll have to look up and accent. see like an interview with yeah, her or something only like on Graham Norton. Like in roles where sometimes, mm-hmm. oftentimes, I guess she's putting on an American accent or more singing where not. I'm not yeah. hearing her. I've seen her more as an American than yeah. I have. Ah! Drop my phone. Now we're just throwing things. It's a scam likely. Oh, we should answer it. <laughs> You're on air. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any questions for us? For a sidebar. Do you, what do you know about Cynthia Revo, you spammer? Oh, cross-examine them. Oh, okay. You ready? <laughs> ready. You're not getting out of this so easy. Okay. When it was announced that she was cast as Harriet Tubman in Harriet, there was some initial backlash. True or false? I feel like that is true. I feel like there was something about casting a British person. Actually, Keisha might have told me that. Mm. Casting a British person Mm -hmm. created some some backlash. And I don't, I can't speak to that, but. So you're going true? I'm going to go true. Celebratory sub. Yes. Did I get the whole thing right? Basically, there's a little bit more to it, though. Okay. So there was some controversy about a British person playing an American historical figure, which, okay. I mean, we we play British people all the time. And we do it perfectly. And we, we do it so, so well. Yeah. We all we, remember- We Ke- speak real good, Ke- like. Real good British. Yeah. Um, you remember Keanu Reeves playing a British person in nailed Dracula? It. nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Flawless accent. Winona, too. Sorry, Winona. I love oh, you. Oh. It was all about the eyes with Winona. Yeah. Nobody paid attention to what she was saying. That's right. Yeah, so that was part of the the controversy. She had also made some past tweets about, quote, ghetto black American accents. So I think American audiences are maybe a little upset with her casting. Mm that but when the movie came out like i think all that controversy just faded away because she did a fantastic job i haven't seen it yet okay well i need to i guess you do yeah i have however watched her perform the song on repeat like oh, yeah. over That's and over again. and over again yeah but she did an excellent the problem is i know job. the ending of harry tubman yeah 
Right. When she climbed aboard the dinosaurs and, and flew away. The Confederacy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Wouldn't that have been cool, though? That would have been so cool. <laughs> like, can, like, a Jordan Peele create a really cool, cool. like, historical sci-fi yes. fantasy where alternate history? Hey, let's go for it, right? That just feels really satisfying to watch. Like, yeah, agree. <laughs> Don't you want to see a T-Rex just, like, chomp a Confederate general in half or something? Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, I'd watch that. That's how they burned uh, Atlanta. Right. It was the, the Godzilla. From the fire of, yeah, yeah. Godzilla's fire, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you've heard of EGOT mm-hmm. before, right? Okay. So she's an EGOT winner. Oh. True or false? Mm, I'm going to say false. I don't think that she's, mm, no, I don't know. Okay, so she's got a Tony. Okay. I, I did tell you that earlier. And I'm pretty sure she won, she won an Oscar for that song. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. The question, and I don't see her not having a Grammy uh-huh. if she's been releasing albums, too. Does she have an Emmy? That's the question. That's the question for me. I don't know that she has an Emmy yet, so I'm going to say false. She's not she in She has on TV shows. You know that, I right? know, I know, but I'm also really confused right now about... <laughs> everything. Everything. Yes. Just in the world in general. Yeah. But specifically because so many things are streaming now, mm-hmm. I don't know what the rules are for Emmys and stuff. And I know she's been in a lot of like Hulu original, like Netflix or Prime right, special right, right. kind of things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say she doesn't have an Emmy, so I'm going to say false. Okay, you are correct. Celebratory Oh my seven, God. But it's not because of the reason you said. So uh, okay, take so a sip because you're all right. wrong. All right, I will. I will. <laughs> this wine is terrible, by the way. Awful. I hate it when you make me sip. I know. So she does have a Tony for the color purple. Okay. She did get a daytime Emmy <sighs> for a performance, a live performance on one, I want to say talk show. I don't know which one. Fact that is so tricky. I know. I didn't even know that that was a category. <laughs> on the Today Show. Thank you. Yeah. I did not know daytime that was a Daytime Emmys will get you. They sneaky. will get you. They're do daytime things. Emmys really count towards an EGOT? Yes, they do. <sighs> And she has a Grammy for Best Musical Theater Album. Okay. So she does not she have does an not Oscar. She does not have an Oscar. She's been nominated, but she doesn't okay. I knew, So I knew that she was nominated, yeah. and I guess I just assumed she won because... Of course. Like, get the stick out of your ass, Academy. Like, what the for fuck? It, right? Yeah. If you get a Golden Globe, too, then do you have a Gigot? <laughs> yes. Or would you put the other G? At the front? Yeah. At the front. Gigot. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it would be giggity giggity got giggity got. There you go. Giggot BAFTA. 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 All right. Here is question number four. Okay. So the Harriet Tubman movie had been in the works for a long time. And back in the 90s, when the screenwriter was trying to get the screenplay picked up, a studio originally wanted a white actress considered for the role of Harriet Tubman. True or false? Oh, this is a very tricky question because it is extremely feasible for me to see this yeah. being the case. In fact, Tucker, I do want you to Google this to look up the information as well. And which white actress? I know. Which one? You have to decide if it's true or not. And then I'll tell the story to you. I'm going to say true because that seems like some white people nonsense that we absolutely would have tried to pull back in the 90s. It is true. Take us up. And then I'm going to tell you as you're sipping who the white actress was. Julia oh. Roberts. Mm. Yes. Shut the front door. Yes, this is absolutely true. Okay. I have I have so many questions. I know. Go for it. <laughs> First of all. Yes. 
were they just going to rewrite the character as white or were they going to put Julia Roberts in blackface? I don't know. Either way is bad. Yeah, either way is it's real horrible. Bad. And I don't know which one's worse, to be I honest know. with you. And to Julia Roberts' credit, she had not... It's not like she Thought accepted. That, right? yeah, yeah. She was not seeking this out by any means. They just, that's who they envisioned. Right. Because she's one of the biggest actresses in the 90s. Yeah. So, of course, the studio is like, well, we want her star power. We want her to play Harriet freaking Tubman. Can you imagine being a black screenwriter and creating a script for a movie about Harriet Tubman right. and then being told by producers, we love this script. Love we are envisioning script. Julia. Julia is going to knock this out of the park. She and, will nail it. And that black screenwriter being like, I'm sorry, what? What the literal fuck? Uh, sorry, who? What the literal fuck? Is there another Julia Roberts I don't yeah. know of? Are you talking about Julia Roberts from my hometown in like... Smyrna? Right, right. She's from Smyrna. She is from Smyrna. Yeah. You, you mean the Selma Julia Roberts, not the Smyrna one, right? Right. Like, yeah, for real. That is so fortunately. I need to know the names of all of the people who right. were. So fortunately, that did not go through, and we got the deserved Harriet Tubman film that we ended up with recently, not yeah. the 1990s version of Whitewash or Blackface. Oh, uh, Julia Roberts. And those Tubman. are the only two options. Right, I for don't that. know what they like, there's, there's no... All right, so Fact Checker has some more facts for us, so read that paragraph. Okay. Howard said when someone suggested Roberts could not play the role, the executive responded, it was so long ago, no one's going to know the difference. What? Mm-hmm. What? Of Harriet Tubman. One of No the, one's going to know the difference. One of the most famous figures from 1800s American history, specifically talking about the Underground Railroad, the abolitionist movement, someone who had been enslaved and fought their way out of slavery. Like, eh, no one cares. No one knows. So this actually opens Which, up a really okay. interesting topic. To be fair, the general public is dumb. So The general public is very there, stupid. There's that point. But However, that doesn't mean we cater to the stupidity. Correct. We educate the public. Correct. That's, that's how. Correct. So that's our baseline. Yes. Okay, so this raises an interesting topic that okay. I would love to <gasps> hear you. Yes weigh in on okay all right my expert opinion <laughs> so we're we're just gonna go ahead and all agree that whitewashing or blackfacing is bad both of those are bad yes. yeah we let's not do those things but then you have things like hamilton yes in which you know significant characters from history that were white are portrayed by black people sure. and i know that a lot of extremely bigoted people in this country mm -hmm. use those situations and scenarios to justify yeah. the whitewashing and the blackfacing because mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if they're not the center of the story, they lose their ever-loving minds. Yeah. So let's talk to me a little bit about that and how... Okay, let me set down my wine glass. <laughs> <laughs> because this is a really important topic. And, it is. And I, I believe personally that there is a major difference. And I know that through your studies, you can probably express it a lot better than yes. I can. Thank you. Through my studies, it sounds so official. You well, I mean, you're a very well studied I need, person. I need my little tweed coat with my elbow patches. <laughs> I would be way too attracted to you if you were wearing that. I know. I, I try to I'm, tone I'm it down for, for you. <laughs> <laughs> I tone it down for you. Yeah. So when you're talking about casting roles in like theater, film, TV, and this goes for I think queer spaces sure. as well. Yeah, I think there's a difference between recognizing a character in which their race is at the forefront of their story. Yes, and which Harriet Tubman. That obviously was a huge factor. Yes. Right. 
So in, in those regards, I think, yes, that you do need to have an actor from a similar background to portray them. So for Harriet Tubman, yes, you need a black woman to be Harriet Tubman. Right. If you're having, let's say, a movie about Oscar Wilde, I think you should probably have a gay actor play Oscar Wilde. Mm -hmm. That's a huge part of his identity. Right. What I think the issue becomes then is where people start to say, well, then why can't a white person or straight person or whatever play a role that has not been represented very well? So I think it becomes an issue of representation as well. Mm -hmm. So minority actors, people of color, gay people, women don't get represented. Trans people. Trans people don't get represented as often yeah. in the theater or in film or TV, whatever. So when you have stories where that is an essential part of the story, it should go to someone who's from that, again, that similar background. Right. And also, too, straight white dudes have been overrepresented mm -hmm. throughout entertainment. So, yeah, let's have some people who aren't fitting into those roles play those roles. Right. What's the harm in that? So where would you say the line is drawn in terms of of that, the flip representation? Like, for instance, mm -hmm. just as a question, this is totally hypothetical. Sure. And and no, everyone who's listening, I am completely agreeing with Rachel on this. Absolutely, because I'm right. Thank yes, you. You are, you are completely right. Right, Rachel. <laughs> um, Rachel's rules yes. this time actually knocked it out of the park. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> this time, wait. <laughs> so, like, for instance, Thomas Jefferson. Yes. Famously and possibly not famously enough, yeah. slave owner mm -hmm. used power to SA yes. someone yeah. and from a very young, like inappropriately young Oh, age. yeah. She was a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. She so, was like a year older than his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So in my, my thinking on this yeah. currently, mm -hmm. where I am in my understanding, is that Thomas Jefferson should always be played by a white man mm -hmm. because of the centrality of the heinous acts that he did to sure. people of color. I get that, yeah. That's to me, that's very central to how I view his character mm -hmm. as a human being. So like in a production of Hamilton, would you want somebody like Jefferson or George Washington to be played by white actors in that case? I personally would. Mm -hmm. Obviously not for the reasons that a lot of other people would. And not because mm -hmm. I think well, you've got to be historically accurate and you've got to, like, yeah. I, I'm tired of, you know, people of color stealing our jobs in the theater. Yeah. Because, you know, Republicans love the theater. Um, they do. I'm thinking enough <laughs> the of theater. For me, it's more because... Of representing the negative sides yeah, of history. Yeah, okay. because I do believe that what they did was central to them, their whiteness mm -hmm. and them using their whiteness as a means of control. Sure, yeah. And that's an important point, too. Like, I'm not... What I was saying earlier... Sometimes it becomes easy to kind of view like white as the default, almost like yeah. the norm or yeah. male as the default right. or norm or straight as the or cisgender as the default or norm. Right. And it's been treated that way. It shouldn't be that way. Mm -hmm. So I totally get what you're saying, too, where that is an important part of that story and that person's history. With a situation like Hamilton, I do understand like Lin-Manuel Miranda's decision to make it. Pretty much an all color cast except for King George. Right. He was the only person. Well, I think he was white. making he was making was a very a specific yeah, statement with a that. Point, a statement yeah. About. And I can see that. Sure. And because also these people, like it's not like it was a biopic about Sure. And if it were a biopic of Jefferson, yeah, I think it should go to a white actor. Yeah. Because you need to highlight the accuracy of the abuse that the abuse, he yes. that he did because of his whiteness, yes. because of his privilege as a wealthy white man right. at that time. Right. Yes, I get that. But at the other hand, too, there aren't enough roles out there for mm -hmm. 
people of color or trans people or gay people, whatever, that typically go towards straight white dudes. I had a really wonderful conversation with producer's wife, actually, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. when she came and hung out at at our pool. Mm -hmm. And I was I know that she really loves the same kind of period pieces Mm -hmm. and like British period pieces specifically that I do. And so, you know, I was asking her about like with things like Bridgerton Mm -hmm. and a lot of the the things that are coming out now that have sort of the colorblind casting. I said, you know, sometimes it takes me a minute to adjust and realize, like, is this an alternate universe in which none of these atrocities ever happened? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or is this something where it's like these people of color have this position of power within this historical thing? Yeah. And I don't think Bridgerton really knows the answer to that. So that's not the point of the show. Yeah. Well, and so that's actually the (laughs) answer that producer's wife gave me Mm -hmm. that she really kind of helped me understand and open my eyes to where it was like, sometimes, and I'm speaking for her now, sometimes I don't want to sit there and have to go through a historical thing of why I'm seeing someone who looks like me in this. I don't want to be reminded of the struggle. I want to lose myself in the fantasy in the same way that white people get to lose Lose themselves themselves in the fantasy. Yeah, exactly. And that's what Bridgerton is doing. And that made so much sense to me. And it's something that I I feel embarrassed that I never thought of it that way. But you don't, if you've never been challenged with something like that, you know, the closest thing that I have is queer representation. Yeah. Which is is incredibly complex because of people passing and all of that. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. obviously we've we've talked about queer baiting before, which is a, a big deal. But Anyway, we can go back to the cross-examination. I just yeah. really wanted to take a moment to talk about that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think there's always a clear-cut answer, I guess I would say. And we're also evolving as a sure, culture. Sure, and things will change. And things may be different 20, 30 years from now. Who right. knows? But I think we're, like, race is truly a central part of that person's story that's mm-hmm. being portrayed. Or gender is part of it. Or their sexual orientation. Right then you should try to have an actor of that play that role. When it's a role where that's maybe not at the forefront, colorblind cast, why not? Like, yeah. Why not? Like, honestly, I think taking, like, historical legalism aside, you know, there's no reason why you can't have a cast of Pride and Prejudice. Right, that why is not? Be, yeah. You know, yeah, I I agree. Which to, is what Bridgerton is, just more sex. Basically, but <laughs> way more sex. Yeah. <laughs> but to bring it back to the Harriet Tubman thing, mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with what you're saying the fact that this is she's a champion she's a black woman who was a champion for yes oppressed black people Mm -hmm. and part of the danger of what she was doing was the fact that she was a black woman yeah you cannot have a white woman play that you cannot have a black man play that like everything about her gender and race was right. central to what was happening and what she was doing. Well, and because she's such an important American historical figure, too. I think that's where a little bit of the controversy yes. around Cynthia Revo being British came into it, too, along with the past tweets that people got upset with. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we solved the world's problems again. Cheers oh to gosh. us. We are so good. We're so good. All right. Let's we are, we're not white saviors at all. No. <laughs> so Cynthia Revo is in an upcoming... Oh, fill up your wine. Yeah, I need more. Yeah, you do. Thank you, Back Checker. Cynthia Erivo is in an upcoming biopic about Diana Ross. True or false? Ooh. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't actually be her singing. She'd be lip syncing actual. Because like, she can't sing. Is that what you're saying? No, because because when they do those, they obviously like anybody who makes a biopic about Whitney Houston 
it doesn't matter if they're a great singer or not. Mm-hmm. You're going to be hearing an iconic voice. Sure. So, Although I will say Joaquin Phoenix did sing in the Johnny Cash biopic. Well, that's easy. And Taron Edgerton, whatever, did sing in the um, Elton John biopic. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. He's so good, too. Mm-hmm. He was oh, fantastic he good, yeah. in West Side Story. That was him, right? Nope. Oh, God. <laughs> Once again, you don't know celebrities. <laughs> I get so mixed up. <laughs> At least I did it with a white person this time <laughs> so that it's not like. <laughs> All right, you're avoiding the question. Um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to say false. OK. I have no reasoning. Celebratory sip? Celebratory sip. Okay. Yeah. Who actually, I'm pretty sure they are making one, right? Who's actually. I don't know. I don't know anything about Diana Ross. Oh, you just made it up. Yeah, I just made it up. You're such a bitch. I know. She was in a National Geographic series about Aretha Franklin, though. She played Aretha Franklin. Really? Yeah. Which I didn't even know National Geographic made. I was going to say. just like nature stuff. I did too. (laughs) Because I know that obviously there's the Jennifer Hudson Mm -hmm. um, Aretha movie. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Oh, interesting. Yep. All right, final question. Okay. So the whole reason we're um, talking about Cynthia Revo today is because of the Wicked movie. Yes. Where she plays Alphaba. Can't but wait. I want to know if you know anything about the other cast members. So here's my question to you. Okay, Heather. okay, okay, okay. Part of the cast includes Lil Nas X and Kate Blanchett. True or false? <gasps> Oh my God. Okay. So if Lil Nas X played the wizard, that would be amazing. And if Kate Blanchett played, I don't remember her name, but she was basically the headmistress mm-hmm. of the school. Yeah. That would be amazing as well. Mm-hmm. You already know that I know that Ariana Grande's in it. I know. And I'm actually really excited about that because I think she's going to be great in that role. Okay. I'm going to say true because I want it to be true. Nope. Damn I it. I made it up. <laughs> Take a big old sip for that. No, so obviously... Well, wouldn't that be great if I described it? I know, I would, it would. Which is why I picked this. I was like, I knew I could fool you with the Kate Blanchett. You knew you could. And and I love Lil Nas X, too. I know, of course, yeah. And want to see him do all great things. They would both crush it. I don't know. They totally crush it. Can Kate Blanchett sing? I don't know, but I honestly... fake it. I honestly don't see why she couldn't, because she's Kate Blanchett. Right? She can do it all. She can do everything. I just watched Um, a great movie with her the other night. Which movie? Blue Jasmine. Oh. In spite of the fact that it's a Woody Allen movie, it's really good. But it's got also got that's a whole other. Who is it? Sally Hawkins. Yes. Yeah, and they're they play sisters and they're great. Great, yeah. So Ariana Grande is in Wicked, and Jonathan Bailey from we just talked about it like five minutes ago. Blue Jasmine. No, that was like ten seconds ago. Harriet. No, Jonathan Bailey. You've seen him. You've lusted after him. I'm sure. I have? Yes. What does he look like? Hot. He's gay. He played a straight character. West Side Story. No. (laughs) He's in Bridgerton. Oh. Oh, yes. He was in the... Sorry. Yeah, you hit me a lot. I got very excited. Well, because he gets naked in Bridgerton. Yeah. You see butt and you you see see pubic area. You don't see his penis. You don't see his penis, but you see pubic hair. That's not a good picture of him. Yes. He was Anthony. Yes. Anthony. Anthony in the second season. You're not even British. Anthony. Anthony. He was Anthony in the first season as well. He's well, yeah, but he didn't feature as much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. He's that, playing... that sex scene with him and what was her name? Oh, in the second season when they're outside? Outside. I know. Oh, I was like. I know. Holy sh- Yeah, I was hot for both of them. Yeah. And you know how gay I am. I know. I have a hair in my eye. Excuse me. He is playing the 10-man character. Okay. Piero? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the name, right? Yeah. Who's the, the love interest of Alphabet? Of Alphabet, yeah. So yeah. I think they will have really good chemistry. I together. think so too. How and old, fact checker, how old is Jonathan Bailey? Like 30 someone? And Ariana Grande, oh boy. Ariana Grande is playing Galinda. Ariana Grande. Is playing Galinda. Right. Which is why I think she'll be great. Oh, she'll be a really good Galinda. Yeah. 34. Jonathan Bailey is okay. 34. I am very excited about that. I've yeah. been waiting for this movie for forever. Well, I've seen it in London and here. Okay. Oh, you saw it in London. I did. I saw oh. it with the original London cast. And. And. So we're exiting the theater. Yes. And we decide to go and find a drink. Mm-hmm. So we walk around the side and towards the back. And we're going to cross the street to go Ooh. to this pub that my friend knew was over there. And I'm standing at the crosswalk waiting mm-hmm. to cross. And British people are very serious about their crosswalks. Mm-hmm. And I look to my right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's Alphaba. And she was the understudy, oh, okay. um, but she had played that night because I guess the other alphabet was sick. And I was like, oh, my God, you did such a fantastic job tonight, like blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, thank you. Where are you guys headed? And I was like, oh, we're going to such and such pub. She's like, oh, I'm meeting some of the other cast members there if you want to come. <gasps> and so I hung out with her and Fiero and then some of the other lesser cast members Lesser cast member. They are listening right now. I don't know what you call, like, what is it called? Like, like chorus members? Yeah, supporting cast. cast. Yeah, you're not lesser. lesser. You have less screen time. Topher, there are no small roles, just small actors, okay? I am going to get so much hate mail after this episode. You will deserve it. <laughs> All right, that was our cross-examination fact checker. Did he win or lose that? He lost it. Yeah, he lost it big time. But I feel like I got a lot a of answers right, but I also said a lot of wrong things. Yeah, that's kind of how today's going for you. But, but, but I did initiate a very poignant and important conversation. You did. So I will give you credit for that. Thank you. You just want to cheers because you want to hear the sound again. I do, yeah. It's so lingering. Yeah, it is. It's very nice. Yeah. So yesterday I was unpacking the glass on the table and I kept like clinking them and holding them up to my ear just to hear the sound. It's very nice. Boyfriend was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Listening to my dead grandmama's glasses. Right. This is how you know that you're a real adult who is just now starting to get like really nice things. Yes. Yeah. I do the same whenever I get a real piece of jewelry. And I'm I just know. like, I'm going to go I'm and look like, at this in the light tarnish. again. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, look how brilliant the gems are because uh. they're real. <laughs> Speaking of which, where is your um, wedding ring? That's a wonderful question. So it's what happened? In, it's in my house somewhere. <gasps> that checker will murder you. It is it is in my house somewhere. Did the dog oh, eat it? Oh, no. He didn't eat it. Okay. He's actually never gone after my jewelry. Look at your mood ring now. I know. Now it's like a weird... Amber color. Yeah. Ooh. So right now, um, I'm, I'm not you're nervous, nervous or anxious. You though. are nervous and anxious, I will say. And it was going towards more of like a blue and green when I was about to be cross-examined, which is now calm, you're... peaceful, normal, relaxed. No, now you're nervous and anxious. Let me, I don't, pop, let me pop it on my finger for a second. I, I don't see think what that color this I am. thing knows me at all. I think it does. Oh, green means normal, right? <laughs> Thank you. I'm normal. I never would have used the phrase normal to... <laughs> talk about you but well okay. guess you're wrong again all right all right so let's talk about some of cynthia's recent roles yes please oh we were on the topic of wicked yeah it's gonna be split into two parts did you know that yeah which is a bummer for me because also like I why know. are we dragging this out so long but okay but also okay. also 
I do have a little bit of nervousness about it because okay. I have been burned in the past by really great casting, mm-hmm. really horrible everything else. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, cats. Oh, God. Which I wasn't really excited about Cats anyway because I find it to be a very annoying and creepy musical. And you know yes. how I feel about Andrew Lloyd Webber. I know you don't like him. Do you know who originally wrote the poem? Yeah, T.S. Eliot. Okay, good. And there was supposed to be political and social satire, which does not translate into Cats, cats their at all. CGI buttholes on the screen. <laughs> so awkward. I was like, I don't like this. I feel like this was made for a very specific person and I am not that person. Yeah, I think it was like one furry who was just like doing the CGI. He's like, yeah, I know I'm going to yeah. fit in. <laughs> yeah. You know, they had litter boxes on set for all of the actors. Really? Yeah. CRT, just like the ones they put CRT in the schools. for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we're not getting into that. Because that's going to be in two parts. I believe the first part is coming out 2024. So it's still going to be a while. I have to wait so long for everything. I, I feel like time is going by so quickly, but at the same time, Not for the things, things I want. Right. <laughs> right. Which isn't fair. It's not. I know. Yeah. She was also in the recent Pinocchio As movie. the Blue Fairy. I know. So Fact Checker and I made it about, would you say 15 minutes? Okay. And I was like, this is creepy and weird and I don't like it. Not because of Cynthia. Cynthia was no, great. No, she does a great job. Everything else about it, like once we got into the Sly Fox and... Which, first of all, Pinocchio is kind of a creepy story. It is a really enough. creepy yeah. story anyway. But also, why are there so many Pinocchio movies coming out now? Are there more? Yes. There was the weird Pinocchio with the weird voice that everybody's making fun of. Like, Father, I want to see the world. I don't know anything about that. but We're going to listen to TikToks later. Why are you just making fun of gay people? That's what the voice sounded like. I'm not making that up. There's another Pinocchio movie coming out by Guillermo Guillermo del Toro. Yes. I always mess up his name and I don't know why. It's going to be really kind of creepy. Which I love. Yeah, if you're like deliberately doing, like I would watch Tim Burton's Pinocchio. Well, Tim Burton's racist, so we're not watching that. Oh, really? Yeah. He said that, like, black people don't oh, fit his aesthetic before. Yeah. yeah. I have loved, though, how Black Talk has taken over oh, that take, by Storm, And they're just, like, showing up. And it's uh-huh. phenomenal. Uh-huh. Fucking phenomenal. Oh, by the way, did you see the new movie on um, Netflix, Wendell and Wild? I haven't seen it yet, but it's okay. saved on my list. You Actually, need to producer watch it. recommended that. Yeah, it's really, it's really good. I love this, a good animated film. The, this all connects because Henry Selleck, who did the animation for Nightmare Before Christmas, Tom Selleck. Yes, Tom Selleck's younger brother, Henry Harvey Henry. I don't know. Is it really his younger brother? No. Oh, I'm just making that up. <laughs> Do they both have mustaches? Yes. Mustaches? Mustaches. He did the animation, claymation for Nightmare Before Christmas mm. and for Coraline. Mm. He did it for Wendell and Wilde, which was written and produced by Jordan Peele. And has basically, I think most of the characters in the film are characters of color. There's like two white people and they're the villains, which yes, yeah. accurate. Yeah. But it's really good. It's really well done. Yeah. Producer was talking about that on The Book of Faces recently yeah, yeah. and talking about how like, and I've seen a lot of people posting it's about really this. really good, yeah. And how they, but how Netflix missed the mark they in did. terms of their advertising they for did. it. They because did, for apparently sure. it's like a phenomenal film that obviously showcases people of color yeah. that just got kind of like hidden in well, the Well, and it's just a really good kind of fun, spooky time movie too. Yeah. And I want all the spooky time movies. Spooky like, times all the time. Yeah. 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 Boyfriend and I day. watched it the week of Halloween. We were watching like spooky Cute. things every yeah. week. And we were so excited when that came out. Now I will say, and clearly we're going to be airing this after, but yes. I did promise Fact Checker that I wouldn't <gasps> watch any Christmas movies 
until his birthday had passed. And that was yesterday. Okay. So tonight is Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie. I was about to say, have you watched that yet? I am so excited. I am so excited. Yeah. Funny fact, Cynthia Reeves in that. Does she play Lindsay Lohan? She plays Santa. <laughs> okay, well, Santa's whiteness is very central to his character. No, I'm just kidding. Topher. I'm kidding. I am kidding. That's going to be the intro to this episode. Oh, We're going to get all the... No. Every, nope. Well, joke's on you. Then nobody's going to listen to it. And so... <laughs> There. She's been on some HBO shows. Yeah. The Outsider. I haven't seen that. The Outsider. I just watched that. Was it what good? was the plot? I've been watching so many of that <clears throat> type of show. 1950s gang. Pony boy. West Side Story. Yes. She Ooh. plays it all. I don't know. I was going to say where she plays every part. Yeah. Um, no, um, I watched The Outsider recently and it was really, really good. Okay. We'll, ha- we'll have to watch it. Fact checkers pulling it up. So I just want to see the plot. Investigators are confounded over an unspeakable crime that has been committed. Oh, no, I know. We love good crime. Yeah. Speaking of crime shows, she's also going to be in the new Luther. Do you ever watch the old Luther with Idris Elba? No. It's British. It's British? Yeah, he plays an investigator. I know. Okay. It's really good. He does a really good job. Okay. So oh, and he probably plays like they're really like he's dark the moody, and troubled. Yeah, 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 yeah. Investigator. Mm-hmm. So she's going to be on. I don't know if they're calling it a reboot or if they're just a hiatus and now they're kind of starting it up again. Luther. Feature. Oh, a film. Okay. Oh. You know what I would love to see her do? Hmm. And a fact checker might disagree with me on this. Mm. I would love to see her be the next doctor in Doctor Who. See, I never got into Doctor Who, but I support it. She could do it. I think she could do a great job with it. Especially if she was like, sometimes part of her personality is that she breaks out into song. <gasps> yes. Why not? Show's been on the air forever have they ever done doctor who the whosical yes she's been a lot of things also we haven't really talked much about her personal life no we haven't so let's talk does she have one yes because it sounds like she's working non-stop honestly very busy (laughs) she obviously is british nigerian descent she's what british okay there you go she still kind of identifies as catholic even though i don't know how religious she is necessarily that's also a very yeah i was gonna say that's a very nigerian immigrant thing to be because (laughs) colonialism yeah she's also queer and identifies as bi yeah you didn't know that no cheers me welcome to the family cynthia yes there's actually a little bit of controversy a couple years ago where do you know lena waithy i want to say is how you say her last name you know, Waithy. No. Yeah. W-A-I-T-H-E. I don't know if it's Waith or Waits or Waithy. I say Waithy in my brain. I could be wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she was, was on she, Master wait, of None. Master of None. Was she also in the reboot for Sex in the City? I don't know, but I also didn't watch that. She's in, I've I've not seen Master, well, no, it is Master of None that I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah, I've no, seen wait, her Master I'm of sorry, None. I'm sorry, how did you mix up Sarah Jessica Parker I and Aziz Ansari? I did not. You know that's where your brain went. (laughs) So Um, in Master of None, she kind of played Aziz and Zari's like best friend character. Okay. But I think she also wrote and produced some episodes. So Lena Waithy is gay. She was married. She and her wife suddenly split. And the rumors were, now this is all unverified, just rumors. Allegedly. mm -hmm, Allegedly, Cynthia and Lena were hooking up. So and that was cause for the split, well, which has not been verified one way or another. You know that I, I don't agree with 
affairs. Affairs and the home home wreck in there. I know. But who who knows if that's Who knows true. what actually happened? Yeah. I think It's not going to stop me watching some Cynthia. No, hell no. I think she and Lena are friends. So I don't know if that's one of those things where it's just speculation like That's so hard too. And two gay people must I was going to say up. I was going to say there's you know. there is so much still passive homophobia mm-hmm. when it comes to things like that where yeah. I mean, I deal with that even with or I, I did in when I worked in the restaurants where right. if I was hanging out with a close gay friend, yeah, people around me would just assume that I was in an open relationship. And I'm like, we're not fucking. Can and there's nothing. Yeah, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with if you are in an open relationship and that's working for you, that's fine. I'm not in an open relationship and I'm capable of having friends and not being like. Yeah, that kind of goes to the old stereotype of gay people being like overly promiscuous. And... Yeah, well, there's a, a promiscuous. There's also a predatory stereotype sure. mm-hmm. um, that's really terrible. But it also is, I think, even more insidious because as those stereotypes start to become more quieted. Mm -hmm. They're not going away, but they're becoming more quieted at least. They're fitting us into a misogynistic Mm -hmm. thing where it's like, well, men and women can't be friends. And it's like, no, you can't be friends as a straight man with a woman because you view women as sexual objects. And not saying women as like full, complete human beings. Right, exactly. I am not viewing every other gay man that I meet right. as a sexual object. I am forming relationships with them. Fact checker. <laughs> he checked that fact. <laughs> that fact is fact. <laughs> and you know it. Fact checker is very proud of himself for that moment. But yeah, it plays into, sure. I think, a, it does. it's not just homophobia, it's also misogyny. It is. And there's a lot of misogyny that goes against gay men and gay women. Yes. I think, I think yeah. that a lot of People do that with, you know, lesbians. And mm-hmm. and then, of course, there's the whole, well, if you're bi, then right. I'm just going to assume that you're going to be cheating on me with everyone. Right, because there's the idea of, like, bi people just want to have sex with everybody. Yeah, like, no, it's like, I, I can be attracted, or even, like, pan, I can be attracted yeah. to different types of people. Like, and it doesn't mean that I want to have sex with every single person. Right, just because I have a certain sexual orientation doesn't mean I want to have sex with everybody. I yeah. Like, mm, not into you, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, bud. But yes. it's cool to know that she's bi. I'm she really is, yeah. And she's, she has used both queer and bi mm-hmm. to describe herself before, which I think is really cool. I think, well, queer is more of an umbrella term sure. and mm-hmm. then bi is sort of a subset sure. underneath that. So what I both, think is both really, are true. It's really good too. And like actually a sign of progress of modern times is that that's not even the thing that comes to everybody's mind when they talk about her. Mm. You know and that's I mean? not, that's not been the controversy. Right. That's not the her. defining thing about her, yeah. you know, which is, which is cool. I appreciate. I will say as we're getting kind of toward the end, you do need to give me a refill Okay, fill up yourself. Okay, fill me up first. Thank you. She has such a cool, fun sense of style. And if you are not following her on social media, you really need to. I I need to. You know I'm so bad about doing that. I've not seen her sense of style other than at some of the live performances. Yes. Which I just kind of always assume she's being styled by other people. Sure. But if you're saying she has a really fun sense of style in her everyday life, I'm sure it's probably much more of a collaboration, which is how I would want to do it if I were performing at award ceremonies and making public appearances. I think you would, you particularly would really, this wine's getting me. My syllables are going. I don't know, a lot? 13? 13.5. Okay. Well, it's a lot for me. 
Because I'm a little lightweight. Yeah, look at her style. Some of oh, it's like yeah. very eclectic and maybe not the kind of colors you gravitate toward. But she always makes a very strong statement with her yeah, outfits, I appreciate, which you like. I appreciate the aesthetic. Yeah, she yeah, had yeah. one post. Um, and there is a lot of stuff I've seen her wear that I'm like, I, I will like snatch that, that off your I body. Know. She had one in post. In a not assault way. <laughs> I just want your outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to rob you. I'm just, it's not that I'm going to sexually assault you. It's I'm just going to rob it's you. It's just a light, casual robbing. It's more of like, you know, a gentle mugging. Yeah. And and I'm not going to steal like your credit cards roll. I just want your yeah, outfit. Yeah. We'll just trade. Yeah. It's a forced outfit swap. There's one outfit that she had on Instagram. She went out to a club or something with some friends and she posted this thing where she has on this kind of very futuristic kind of sheer top. Love it. And like no pasties or bra. And Love it's so it. stunning. Yes. And not just because like boobs, but because like the whole way like she did like her hair and makeup and like with the rest of the outfit yeah. was just so cool looking. There is such a powerful rebellion yeah. about creating the perfect outfit for yourself for an yes, occasion. Yes, look at that. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she looks fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Also, the way that she's done her makeup and styled mm-hmm. her hair. It's kind of Grace Jones looking a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But Ooh, look ni- at that video, yeah, of her dancing. Yes. Yeah. You can see the like that beautiful Nigerian yeah. structure in yeah. her face in that. Oh, stunning. So gorgeous. Stunning. I've always really admired her skin tone. It mm-hmm. it's it's like that dark that glows at the same mm-hmm. time. I don't know how to like ex- describe it. But yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's that warmth that it glow, yes. I think is the best word. Yeah. Where you see like those warm undertones yeah. kind of like radiating. Just stunning. From her. Now that I've started getting into experimenting with my own makeup mm-hmm. and stuff, I pay a lot of attention to things that I see. And obviously I could never wear the same makeup that she does because we have completely opposite skin tones. Mm-hmm. But I do look at her sometimes and I'm like, I really want to do your makeup for you. Like, I want to experiment on you because. Yeah. Uh, she has some really cool looks. Like, when I have when I was re-watching some live performances, like, she does, like, this one look where she had, like, this really strong, like, white eyeliner look. Mm-hmm. And it was so striking looking. I got a white eyeliner recently mm-hmm. at the recommendation of one of my TikTok mutuals. Mm-hmm. And I'm still learning how to use it. I'm not good at it. It's really, <laughs> I'm getting better, but like, it's real bad. The first time I tried it, I was like, I'm going to copy what she did, which mm-hmm. was like a sharp line from the inner part of my nose mm-hmm. to the bottom of my bottom eyelid. Mm-hmm. And the line wasn't as crisp as hers was. And yeah. then I blinked and it got all over my top <laughs> eyelashes. And I'm like, ah! It takes skill. It takes a lot of skill. And I'm still developing that skill of not blinking or closing my eyes or reacting oh, at certain yeah. things. Oh, yeah, you're doing, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm getting better at the eyeliner because, you know, mm-hmm. you know how I feel about having things close I to know. my... I know, Yeah. All right. It's a work. Are we ready to deliver our verdict on our guilty by association trial? I think we are. Now, are we doing separate... Same. Same? Same. Well, it's just same. Okay. Yeah. All right. One, two, three. Fucking not, not guilty. guilty. of course. Ugh, acquit, all, acquit, acquit. That's what the judges always say. This wine is delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really nice. I would buy anything from them probably because this is really good. I do want to try some of their other, like not Black Girl Magic, mm-hmm. just the McBride Sisters label. Mm-hmm. Oh, one thing that I forgot to mention earlier about them, oh, and this is no, this is, this is also a really cool plus, mm-hmm. is that they have a commitment to making sure that their wine is affordable for people. And so they Love never it. will make a wine that's more than $40. 
Love it. Good for you, yeah. McBride sisters. Their whole thing is wine can become such a pretentious, unattainable, elitist sort of thing. And we yes. want to make sure that because of who they are and what they stand yeah, for and absolutely. the people that they're trying to support and lift up, they want to make sure that everyone can enjoy this. Yeah, that's and awesome. Good for them. I love it. Yeah. So thank you so much, McBride sisters, for yes. an incredible wine and such a, a wonderful story and mission. And Cynthia Arrivo, you're fantastic as well, and you can do no wrong in our book. I'm completely obsessed with you, and I really hope that if you listen to this episode, you don't completely write me off as this horrible person, because <laughs> I love you, and I'm trying really hard. Okay. <laughs> if you have any questions or comments for us, you can send them to truecrimesagainstwine at Gmail. As well as TikTok. Instagram. And Facebook. Yes. We would love to hear from you. Let us know what you're drinking. And uh, until then... Cheers. Cheers.